time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! It's Yum Chunks versus the Mitchells versus the Machines. Today on a new episode of After the Credits, a Yum Chunks podcast, episode number 73. I'm Matt Chewy, your host today, and with me today we have Ryan Davis. I'm Ryan Davis, I'm here. Hey, Ryan Davis, you are here. And we have Sean Davis. hey oh, coming at you. I'm coming oh, at you too. better duck. He's coming in hot on the, in the... In the, where's the podcast? And we're going to talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> I could only sustain that for two, for so long. <laughs> At any rate, uh, we're talking about the Mitchells versus the machines tonight, which is a, uh, an, an animated, uh, film, uh, that was on uh, Netflix. And maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you haven't. Um, I don't know. I haven't heard too many people talking about this, but I, I found it on Netflix. It said it was, uh, number one. Um, so, uh, there you go. So yeah, I had not heard of it until Netflix blessed it on my life. I hadn't heard about it until you told us about it. And we decided to do an episode about it. (laughs) How could a movie be number one? Our standards are very high over here after the credits. (laughs) Well, how can a movie be number one on Netflix and none of us have, have heard about it or know anybody who's seen it, that is what I'm wondering. So, at any rate, I thought it was uh, something worth looking at. So, um, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Before we get into that, let's take a trip around the old fire. <laughs> let's do that. Fire? <laughs> the, the, the old fire. Also, is this... Is this fire like continue? Is it like the Olympic torch fire where it never goes out? Is this like is this burning throughout the weeks when we're not recording? I think it's yeah. I think it's embers. Okay. Most, Wait, I think you, that's it's, you guys aren't telling every person you meet little snippets of your life every time you meet them to keep the fire burning. Oh, I don't talk well, to anyone I've been outside of the podcast. torch all by myself. Yeah, so Ryan is Ryan is uh, is is keeping the fire alive on his yeah. own. It's all it's all on his shoulders. I kind of just assumed it was in constant state of ember, and then every time we gather, we reignite it okay. by throwing our chunks in, and it and it jumps up into a. Well, I guess I'll stop doing that. My coworkers, thank you, and okay. random people on, on the bus. Well, I, don't I mean, bus, we don't know, but I only <laughs> take the bus to tell people stories. You I'm just not... yell at them from your car window. <laughs> yeah, as you're you know, I, them. I was about to like completely gloss over the fact that you. You said you take the bus <laughs> until you clarified. I didn't. That didn't even strike me as odd. Um, yeah. Well, Ryan, if you stop telling, if you stop giving everybody your chunks, what if the fire does go out? Is the podcast over? Uh, I I don't want to live in that world where I know. The I don't know. To that it's question. like if you stop pressing the button and lost. I don't want to take that risk. Yeah. I don't. Will the podcast end? Find out on the next podcast episode if it's to see if it's over or not or not or don't because i mean if there's another episode you got your answer so right well we may not have answers depending on if our lives are being written by dang it i can't i blew the joke what's the guy that who wrote lost lindelof thank you lindelof and cues yeah thank you 
All right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's get this going. Who's up next or first or whatever? Who wants to talk? I'm done. <laughs> Cap it out for the night. You're out for the whole episode. You were the reason we were doing this episode. Yeah, Cap this is the only, we're only doing this because you wanted us to. What, you're just humoring me? You can yeah. say no. We've, you can, no, we've you already can... established a precedent. First Tom and Jerry, now this. Yeah. <laughs> so if I say, hey, let's watch the stupid cartoon movie, it's it's going to happen? It was pretty much, yeah. yeah I have, well, you know much. me. I watch, think of all the movies I've reviewed on this podcast that I've hated. Right. All the movies you've watched specifically so you can tell us not to watch it. Exactly. I'm, it's a courtesy yeah. I provide. Okay. Well, all right then. Well, you've given me an immense amount of power. Here. <laughs> we haven't thought this through. Don't don't get us wrong. It's not something that we thought about and decided. It just no, we haven't thought any of this through, like yeah. most things. <laughs> anyway, Ryan, tell us what's going on. Okay, well, here's what's going on, at least with... Well, actually, I don't have too much to share, but um, in the last week or so, I guess on the last podcast we did, uh, Sean and Aaron were talking about the Bad Batch. So I said, okay, let me let me see what this this here thing's all about. So, um, so I checked it out, um, but I didn't realize that it had um, Keanu Reeves in it, and Jason Momoa, and Diego Luna. And all these other people in it, Giovanni oh. Ribisi. Um, I didn't know that either. Well, it turns out it actually doesn't. There's a movie called <laughs> The Bad Batch, which I actually watched <laughs> instead of the animated Star Wars movie. <laughs> but it bears the same name, so you can see how I was confused. Uh, anyway, Wait, that movie does not take place in the Star Wars universe. Oh it, man, it does oh, not. Jim Carrey's in it too. I didn't. It, yep, oh, Jim okay. Carrey. Thank you. I knew I was forgetting someone. Oh man, that's a that's a shame. It's not a Star Wars movie. Yeah, speaking imagine. Of, speaking all... of, <laughs> I was gonna say, speaking of Jason Momoa, quick diversion. What are your thoughts on the rumor that Jason Momoa will be voicing Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog two? Uh, I hadn't actually heard that rumor, but I'm I have I'm heard down. That rumor. I'm down. Okay. Anyway, continue. Talk about. I just the had to, Well, I had to take a moment to process that. Um, right. I know. Right. You gotta just like you gotta you gotta stop and savor that fact for a second. Whoa. Yeah, I'm okay with it. As long as Knuckles is pregnant, obviously. Right. Anyways, continue about that, Rich. Oh, anyway, this this movie came out a couple years ago. Um, it, uh... Wait, you really watched this? Yes. Oh, instead of watching the... Oh, this wasn't a bit? This is not a gag? Well, it was a bit, but it's also founded in reality. Oh. <laughs> like all comedy, there's a kernel of truth. Exactly. Um... Except this kernel is fully fleshed out, and I watched zero percent of the of the uh, Star Wars actual thing. It's fine. Uh, it's fine. It's, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, tell us about the. Well, film I'll tell you about the movie batch. just a little bit. It 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 was it was interesting. It's like it's you know like a dystopian future, sort of not focus apocalyptic, but they all are like outcasts of society are sent to like deserted deserts regions of. I guess Texas to just like you guys get to live here and stop bugging the rest of civilization. And, and so there are a bunch of miscreants and murderers and what have you. Um, and anyway, like it's just like this story about a girl who kind of 
wanders around for a, like two hours. Very little happens in the movie. It's it's interesting to some degree. I I would not recommend it unless it it tries to be kind of like indie and art artsy, and I think it kind of achieves that. And the music's pretty good, um, but overall, it's kind of just a lot of nothing. Hmm. Um, the movie just kind of meanders a little bit. Um, anyway, it's. It does have all those celebrities I mentioned, though, so it's almost worth it watching for them. But now that isn't. you talk more about it, it does sound like I've heard, I vaguely remember hearing about it at some point. It, I mean, I like, it, I don't know. Yeah, it got some recognition at some like film festivals and stuff like that. Um, so if if you know if you're like an, a movie person, sure, you can watch it. <laughs> Do we count as movie people, as uh, people who do a podcast? Well, so the thing is, I don't hold this? the same power over you guys that Matt does, so I can't I just, not. I can't yeah. even just, see, Matt, you can just mention a movie, not even advocate for us watching it, and it's like, well, all right, I guess I'm going to watch this now. Oh. Uh, yeah. I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. Yep. Um, anyway, that's, that's actually all I have to share, so... <laughs> <laughs> That you just watched the wrong Bad Batch. Yes. And now you're re- recommending that we don't watch it. <laughs> Correct. However, I can't recommend that you watch the real Bad Batch either. Stay tuned so, next week for maybe that to happen. A wholly unfruitful endeavor all around. Indeed. <laughs> Excellent. What a good use of time for us and our listeners. <laughs> no, they yeah. appreciate it. They, they, right, listeners? Write in and let us know how much you appreciated that. <laughs> Sure they did. Sure. Anyway, pass the pass the stick. Give him the stick. Don't give him do the stick. Want, do you want the stick, Matt? I'll take the stick. <laughs> all right. Um. Oh, I'm eating a candy cane. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have taken a bite just then. That's all right. Oh, that was so the I, stick. You're not supposed to. No, eat the stick. you're eating the stick. Oh, the well, stick of well, candy. <laughs> well, that's that's you got some good audio. foley in over yeah. there. No, I just taught a lesson about Foley in my class today. Oh. Um, Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall? No. Oh. About Foley art, you <laughs> nincompoop. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. So, it's time for Matt Chewy and his mother-in-law go through the MCU updates. Sean, play the, play the jingle that we have for that. Um, it's Matt. And his mother-in-law. And they're watching the MCU. Where are they at? Find out. That was good. That was really good. <laughs> Kevin would be jealous. I was, I, I, was, I, I was not expecting that level of quality. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm always prepared. <laughs> uh, okay, please um, make sure that you, uh, when you edit this episode, you save that clip. And, okay, uh, I'll save it put it file. put it in all the subsequent episodes. Okay, it'll be a segment for a while. Anyway, uh, so we just watched Ant Man, and um, Ant Man has always been one of my favorites. Um, uh, as I've been going through the MCU again um, from beginning to end, I've as I've mentioned, I've been changing my rankings because after time and new perspectives and whatnot, a lot of these movies are hitting me differently. Ant-Man is still very firmly near the top of my list. And uh I I I know that I would put that one higher than uh probably most people would. It's currently sitting at number 3 on my list. And Dang. I don't 
foresee that dropping much, if at all. I mean, I think it's definitely in my top five. Um, but that movie holds up very well, in my opinion. Um, I really like the shift uh, of genre. Uh, heist film. Paul Rudd is great as always. Um, and it's, it's, I think it balances all, all of what it's about very well. Um, the action, the mystery, the, the comedy. I think it, it, it's, it's a solid one. It's a good one. Um, I watched it a few days before I watched it with my mother-in-law. Oh man, this is a lot better than I, than I remember. And then, um, then we watched it and just everybody had a great old time. That one's, and it's also a good standalone. The, the MCU stuff mm. in there is, it's, I think it's got a good balance. You know, they mentioned the events of Age of Ultron, and there's the scene with Falcon, and there's the scene with S.H.I.E.L.D. at the beginning, but it's not too much. And it's stuff that, like, out of context, it, it it's fine. It makes sense. You don't need to know the funny details. So that was good, and that was her one of her favorites so far. Um, so good old time. Revisit that first Ant-Man movie if you haven't seen it in a while. It is, it is a, it's a joy. And post a WandaVision, you get to see the humble origins of um, Agent Chu. What's his name? No, he's not in the first one. Oh, he's only in the, uh, second, he's one? In the second He's one. only in the second one, yeah. And you know what? I was surprised uh, by that, too. I somehow misremembered that as well. Yeah, I guess I'm remembering all the, his house arrest stuff as yeah. part of the first one. but right. No. Um, but, yeah. Good revisiting. Um, so there was some debate before we started recording about whether or not Ryan mentioned this in the previous episode. Um, but I saw, uh, the documentary, My Octopus Teacher. Um, and, uh, I don't remember if you mentioned it or to what extent, but, um, a guy follows an octopus around for a year. That's, that's the movie. <laughs> it it, <laughs> it is, but it, it I mean, <laughs> It's what does interesting. Teach him. It, it, it teaches life. It teaches him about life, the universe, and everything. Also about what it's like to be an octopus. Maybe Mostly that. the last one, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's just weird. Um, well, it, I, uh, I, uh, I, uh, I mentioned it. I recommend stuff. I watch. I recommend in my classes. And I, I asked my class one day. I was like, "Has anybody seen my octopus teacher?" Somebody raised their hand and said, yeah, I watched it. I thought that guy was pathetic. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I was like, I was like, <laughs> well, he's living a really interesting life. I mean, it's a completely different way to live your normal day to day. And Hold on. So did they think he was pathetic because of the setup of the movie? Because a little spoiler, he's he's sort of depressed. But is he, or do you think he's pathetic because he followed an octopus around for a year? The latter. Oh well, tell your kid. Tell, tell that kid that he's he's. Was he wrong. also the kid who couldn't yeah. beat Last of Us Part Two? I don't remember. I don't know who any of these kids are. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just a bunch of kids making a bunch of noise. Who knows? Um, no. Uh, anyway, what a delightful and, if I may say, mesmerizing movie. I felt like it was in a trance for most of watching it. Um, it, it did not have, like, I think, like, I feel like in the last decade or so, documentaries have gotten, I don't know what's samey, but they're, there's a flavor to them now. Like, it's like, it's like they figured out what makes people want to watch a documentary. And, um, and a lot of them have, like, similar pacing and similar editing and, and always have a little bit of edge to them. And this was just a guy just 
waking up in the morning, just going about his business and just filming this octopus. And the interview talking head parts were just real casual and laid back. And it's just, I don't know. There was something zen about watching it. There was, there was something just, it takes you to another place. And all the footage is very beautiful. All the, the 4K underwater footage and the, the sweeping shots of the ocean on the uh, South African coast. Everything is just beautiful. And you will learn a lot about the octopus. So I recommend it. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, just doubling down, double down on everything Matt said. It was really cool, and um, I think octopuses are just fascinating creatures. And so, if you have any interest in octopuses, it'll like multiply your interest by a thousand. Because I started watching a bunch of octopus videos after that, and how octopus <laughs> respond to different stimuli. They, they, they I've they, seen they, my fair share of YouTube octopus yeah. videos. Don't get me wrong. I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I did learn a lot and I've always had kind of a, um, a, a fear of the ocean. Not like, I don't know. There's something about like the underwater world, not like just like going to the beach, but like, um, except for Ryan, do you remember years ago, there was all these, uh, jellyfish swarms off the coast of San mm-hmm. Diego yeah, yeah, and you and I, you and I were out floating and we found ourselves in like a giant swarm of them. I don't, do you remember that? I don't remember that. No. Yeah, really? well, I remember that. Probably blanked, probably wiped I, it from prob- your memory yeah. out of PTSD. Um, probably. No, we were we were out there. We were out there in the deep water, and there were all these out of nowhere, all these jellyfish that were black and they had gold markings on them. And we looked at each other and we're like, "We got to get out of here." <laughs> That's the <laughs> fastest I think I've ever swum. And then when we got to the shore. There was a giant purple one that was dead on the shore. Um, so I remember, anyway. I can re- I, like I have images in my head of dead octopus, or sorry, dead jellyfish on the shore, but um, I don't know the rest of it not as clear. Yeah, well, again, it was scary. It was real scary. Anyway, I've always had kind of a fear of sea creatures and just the whole underwater ecosystem, and like I don't know, watching this documentary felt like a little bit like exposure therapy, like being able to experience that whole entire alien world, but like from a safe distance. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. There was just something amazing about it. It's, it's, it's definitely got an offbeat tone, but it's it's worth watching. I would say, yeah. Recommendation: Octo- my my octopus teacher on Netflix. Strong recommendation from this guy, and apparently that guy. This guy. Yeah. There you go. For that sure. Guy. And also awesome. the the night after, or yeah, the day after I watched that movie, I went to the tide pools and I saw an octopus. So wow, it was this a fun little cherry on top. It, sounds, it, it inspired you to have a real-life experience. Yeah. Isn't that magical? Did you guys hear or read about that really weird anglerfish that washed up on shore recently? Oh, uh, yes. I hate it. What? Hate no. It. <laughs> yeah, some, um, like, anglerfish from, like, 30,000 normally lives, whatever, miles below the ocean, washed up on shore. And it looked like some, like, it looked like some artist drew it and then some Hollywood, you know, makeup effects department made it into this you know version of a fish that doesn't actually exist but it does i'm looking at Wait. the pictures now Damn. how do we know that that isn't what happened though yeah, i guess that's true maybe that uh, maybe i've uncovered the truth there's no such thing as underwater life it's all hollywood illusion well i mean like no i mean like <laughs> no it's all or nothing oh <laughs> Oh. That's insane. Everybody's baffled by how it could have gotten this far because I think three thousand oh, feet yeah, 30, is how 3, is where it lives. But how could it? They're like, there's no way it should have been able to make it to shore intact like that. 
Um, Dang. It should have been just, if, if at most, pieces of deteriorating flesh, but it was just, here it is, just, here's the fish, and I hate that. <laughs> I hate it. I hate that. You know, you reminding me of that has undone all the good that watching my octopus teacher has done. Thank you. Thank you for that. Everything in balance. Oh, I guess that's true. Anyway, um, octopods, pie, octopuses aside. They're cephalopods, um, aren't they? I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. What do I look like? A, a Wikipedia <laughs> machine? Um, in the world of video games, I've been playing a game called Relicta. Um, it's something I found on sale on Steam. It's a first-person puzzle game. It's very similar to Portal. Um, it's You're on a moon base, but it doesn't look like the moon because there's all these like biomes, these these domes that, like, like in Kong versus Kong Godzilla. There's all, you're on these domes, and there are all these different environments, mm. and there's these puzzles. And um, it's the gimmick instead of portals, you have two gloves, and you can change the polarity of items to be positive or negative charge. So it's all magnets mm. and making stuff float. Um, and it, otherwise, it's exactly like Portal. It's just the same format. You you enter an area and you got to get out the door at the end and by floating boxes around and stuff like that. Um, the puzzles are fun. Um, the, I am not invested in the story at all. Um, I can't. I it's it. The writing is okay, but the 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 voice performances like it's like it, when you're doing theater, they tell you to pick up the cues. Like if if somebody's being interrupted or supposed to be interrupted by another character, you're not supposed to let that pause happen in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pauses that my old uh, college uh, theater professor used to say you could drive a truck through. Um, all these gaps in between lines, you could drive a truck through. Um, so it's like, I don't know. it. The presentation of the game leaves some to be desired, but the puzzles are fun. Um, so if that's your genre and you just want a pile of you know, fun little uh, first-person puzzles that play around with gravity and magnets, then I recommend, but it's a soft recommend for me. That's Relicta. So um, it's on Steam, and it was cheap, I think. I don't know. It was on sale. Whatever. So anyway, MCU, Octopus, Relicta, those are my chunks. Let them burn. Sean Davis, offer up your sacrifices. Um, okay. <clears throat> You, have you finished your treat? Chewie, can you put down your treat? Uh, <laughs> doesn't sound like you put it down. Uh, that's okay. Um, well, before I get into the entertainment news of the week, um, I just want to say, Ryan and I attended a wedding this week. That's um, chunk-worthy. Um, Tell me the story. <laughs> of how they met and how they fell in love. Mm. Open-ended question. <laughs> uh, our friend Robert Hardy, Robbie Hardy. I mean, sure you know him, but uh, yeah, he got married, and it, the wedding was in Julian, and it was a good wedding. I mean, it was okay. The officiator <laughs> was nothing special, if you know what yeah, I mean. I com- uh, yeah, I do know what you mean. Coming from a, a seasoned officiator, <laughs> uh, I'm just constantly judging other weddings now. And the specifically the priests or you know whoever, like right. uh, no, they don't know what they're doing. Even <laughs> though the person officiating has married far more people than, <laughs> than I have. Well, I mean, it was his you, mom. It was Robbie's mom actually. Yeah. Was the officiating. Oh wow! I, I thought it was some person you didn't know. 
Okay, so you made it personal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. I don't oh, think we have to worry assuredly. about that, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you you married my wife and myself and also one of your friends. And um, I don't know, it went pretty well on our end. I yeah. don't know. That, um, yeah. Well, I would obviously joke about <laughs> the, it not being uh, good officiating. It was good. It was a good wedding. It was a happy wedding. <laughs> And they're still married, so good what job. The, what was the catering? What was that like? Um, it was pretty good. They had like traditional wedding fare. They had like you know salad and bread and like a tri-tip steak and you know mashed potatoes and stuff. Um, okay, so so not the best fish tacos in the world then. No, not the best fish. But they did do something that was kind of they did it like family style, so it wasn't like them constantly bringing out plates for the next course mm. or everything and yeah. it wasn't a buffet but it was like they bought brought big trays and bowls of everything so then everyone at that table you just passed it around oh yeah i like that a cool. lot yeah it was it pretty smart like a like a like a togetherness kind of thing mm-hmm. i um, mentioned the fish tacos because i skipped the mortal kombat uh episode so that uh Maeve and i could up. go to a, a pop-up event from that caterer it was the first time we had those tacos since our wedding which was a few years ago so um that's why I didn't participate. <laughs> Understandable. Um, anyway, so yeah, congratulations to Robbie and Lori, who are Yay. also are not listening to this. But um, yeah, they got married. Uh, anyways, um, but what else? Uh, I watched a couple movies that are worth mentioning. One is a favorite of the Castville Network. Uh, over my friends Sam and Brian over at Marvel Star Wars Explorers were really the ones who were recommending this, and I said, "All right, I'll listen. I'll, I'll watch it because they were huge fans." So I watched this movie called *The Vast of Night*. Um, it's on Amazon. Um, it's really good. You should go check it out. It's this. It's like a Twilight Zone episode, but made into a full movie. And I won't won't tell too much about it, but it's very like it's like in the fifties about this like high school. Um, switchboard operator at a local small town and strange things start happening in the night and and yeah i'll kind of leave it at that but it's it's really good they do a really good job of making a lot or making a little seem like a lot the production design the um the sound editing the editing in general the cinematography are awesome and it just really you know, brings you, immerses you in this space and it's both creepy and exciting and yeah, it's really good. Definitely go check it out. Um, Vast of Night. Um, and then another film I just watched called The Kid Detective. And this was actually something I think like Red Letter Media mentioned or something. That's the only reason I even know about it. But, um, I also recommend it's a, like a dark comedy kind of, like a crime, a little bit of a mystery, but more like a film noir kind of thing, but modern times. Basically, the premise is this, like, this washed up, you know, whatever, 30-something, used to be a genius kid detective. Like, he used to solve mysteries around town. He found the mystery of the missing, you know, um, oh, like, was fundraiser it money. Encyclopedia and, Brown kind of thing? Yeah, like Encyclopedia something? Brown or, you know, a Babysitter Club mystery. Like, that kind of kid where, like, oh, you found... The missing cat, or what happened to the school hamster? I don't, you know, whatever. Just like little yeah. silly mysteries. Um, and now he's an adult and is still trying to run this bit, but he's just like, no one takes him seriously. He's just like an alcoholic and he doesn't, you know, he's just like a 
you know, wash up and stuff. Um, but then obviously something happens, an actual mystery or a big crime happens and he starts to investigate. But it's very like film noirish, you know, private investigator, sent to dude, you know, looking into things more than it seems, blah, 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 blah. Um, but also really good. It's Adam Brody from the OC. Um, everyone knows him. Um, but yeah, check that out. Both, both fun indie-ish, indie-ish good films. Um, what else? Um, I started watching Invincible. I'm partway through that. So far enjoying that off of Ryan and Aaron's recommendations. Um, and, oh, and Steam was having it the golden sale week for Japan last week. So I bought more Steam games that I didn't need to. Um, and I got the Castlevania collection, which is like 10 Castlevania games. All the old classic NES and 8-bit games. And I've been kind of jumping into those. Those are pretty fun. They're fun to go back and revisit all the old Castlevania games. And especially with like the new, the anime that is coming or has, is tomorrow has been out for last year, last couple of years. And the new season's coming out tomorrow. It's fun to like see how they've turned this awesome story and anime from like the, the basic the most basic of plot like dracula bad guy with whip kill him that's the story (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um uh, and is there anything else i'm gonna mention no i think that's about it that's about all zai's guts all right cool well then we're gonna take a bite another there we go okay wait who's um well we can move on then right Uh uh-huh Cool. Castlevania. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at this anniversary thing. Kid Dracula? Yeah, it's... At least in English before. Have you tried, it looks yeah, I've, I've been playing that. That one's actually the most accessible. It's the... it's eh, Maybe not the most accessible, because there's, like, the Genesis one on there, and a little bit more modern. But they have, like, Game Boy versions, so they have, like, three Game Boy games on there, which is also just kind of funny to playing on my PC, my giant 4K <laughs> monitor PC, and it's, like, these Game Boy graphics um but uh yeah it's pretty ridiculous it, you're like a little baby kid dracula and you're going around <laughs> castlevania shooting shooting pellets at vampire uh, bats and stuff there's a little chibi witch on a broomstick who's winking yep. in the screenshot that's great <laughs> i love that all right well cool um awesome good the fire's roaring so uh-huh. at this point is there, wait, is there anything else? No. No. Yeah, Good. We think this, At this uh, point, it's time to transition into the main event, which is the Yum Chunks versus the Mitchells versus the Machines. And this week we are having... Who's recapping this? I'll Ryan. do it. Ryan is recapping it this week. Ryan, uh, take it away and spoiler alert. Go, Ryan. Okay. Um. So, yeah, Mitchell, the Mitchells versus the Machines. So the Mitchells are a family um, comprised of a mother and a father and a daughter and a son. And um, they live in like mid the middle of America somewhere. And the, they're a pretty typical family um, for the most part. Uh, the daughter is graduating high school. She's really into filmmaking and technology. Well, as all our young kids these days, uh, just as the son is, um, father and mother are pretty typical. The the father is somewhat technophobic, creating tension between him and his daughter. Um, the daughter's, like I said, super into filmmaking, wants to get into film school, 
she gets into film school she gets the acceptance letter and she's like yes i'm gonna go to california because that's where films are made and there's a lot of songs written about california so we'll have no problem finding a song to theme our road trip to um so she's gonna fly there but she doesn't because her father is like oh we should take a road trip instead wishing to reforge their bond the father-daughter bond that they used to have when she was a child um so he's like yes this is gonna be great we're gonna re i'm gonna have this last great trip with my daughter and my whole family it's gonna be great and then they go on a road trip but uh uh-oh meanwhile there's this millionaire tycoon type zuckerberg type i guess who has invented this ai thing that's on everyone's phones and it goes haywire because he also invented robots that the ai then decides to control and turn against humanity so that's not good for anyone and so the robots go out and they try to basically take you know it's a kids movie so not killing anyone don't worry about that they start capturing all the peoples and start putting them into a big kingdom hearts um and (laughs) The when the robots go to attack the Mitchells, the Mitchells are able to kind of escape being captured and instead damage two robots who then become their friends. And so now they, the family has two robot friends to go on their road trip with them. And they learn from these robots that there's a kill switch. There's a kill code. So they say, okay, let's go do the kill code. So they go to a mall and they're going to try doing the kill code by uploading it to the router and some other bad stuff happens and a giant furby and an army of furbies attacks the family they defeat the giant furby and the army of furbies but unfortunately the the thumb drive that had the kill code on it gets broken so now they have to go to silicon valley to get to the main thing (laughs) the main ai thing and defeat it that way so they continue the road trip and, you know, just you can imagine all along the road trip, there's tensions between the family members, but also opportunity for bonding. There's conflict, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so they get to con- they get to Silicon Valley. They dress up in robot disguises. They infiltrate the big base. There's a big old fight that breaks loose. It gets kind of crazy at this point. Um, the previous Zuckerberg character kind of starts to starts to help him out, tries to do what he can. The mother becomes like this hardened warrior character that's just slicing up robots left and right. Um, the dad has to overcome his technophobic tendencies to do the final upload of the something something to kill all the AI. You get the idea. The son helps out somehow. Um Something about dinosaurs. There's, yeah, the son is really into dinosaurs, and well, yeah, that's about it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, and then the well, I don't know. The dog helps. They have a dog. It's not important. Anyway, they eventually defeat the AI by putting her in a glass of water because she's her main. Her, apparently, her core programming is still contained in a single phone, so that destroys her. Um, and so they win. They release all the humans, yay! And the family kind of reunites in terms of their familial and emotional relations. And the daughter goes to film school, and that's great. And the dad, they're still, they're all buddies still. I don't know. There you go. That's the movie. Good job. Good. 
Yeah, about that. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. All right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a lot going on here. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sean, what did you think of this movie? <laughs> um. Uh. Well, my first question is, why did you want to do this movie? I'm and ignore the condescending tone, nature, and just unavoidability of that question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> are you trying to gauge my reaction to see to determine how you're going to approach this? A little bit, <laughs> mainly because I was like, oh, okay, so Chewie. I won't even say you really want to do this movie, but Chewie's like, oh, let's do this movie. I'm like, okay, I've never heard of this movie, but it must be, and it must be something special. <laughs> um, I will say after watching it, I don't think I hold that opinion. I'm not saying it was bad or that I disliked it, but it wasn't anything special to me. For the mo- most, of, most of it, anyway, I'll, I will say. There's some things I definitely liked and I did think were cool ideas and stuff but overall i was like oh yeah okay yeah it reminded me of like a a um a fairly good well-made dreamworks film animated film Ooh, ouch (laughs) yeah i mean it wasn't that didn't mean to be so biting but it it is what it is uh it reminded me i'm trying to think like of a family i guess i can't think a good you know, good facsimile off the top of my head that's so so close to it. But like uh, the Crudes or something. Hmm. Crudes wasn't DreamWorks though, was it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was? Okay. That's kind of what I reminded, reminded me of. But it's the opposite because it's about high tech instead of cave people. Anyways. <laughs> um, obviously we'll get into more details about... But but that's I think that's my biggest thoughts. I, overall, I didn't think it was anything special. Or maybe just Onward. I don't know. It's not... Yeah. I mean, it's only yeah. two brothers, but I don't know. I think there's enough of a thread there. There's some comparisons to Onward. Yeah, for sure. Ryan, what do you think of this movie? Um, so, yeah, I guess... Yeah, I kind of went with open mind. Because, uh, like I said, I had seen it on Netflix, you know, popping up on my queue. And sometimes I'll, I'll take the bait and I'll watch it. I hadn't yet until you enticed me to. Um... And when I saw who had made the film, that actually perked me up. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. This is why Matt wants me to watch this. Um, Which I don't know if that's true, but that's what I assumed. Um, And I, yeah, I don't think it quite captured this. Sean used the word special. I think it's a pretty appropriate Mm -hmm. word. It didn't quite capture the specialness of like Lego Movie or Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. It had a lot of comparisons to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. But it didn't have, yeah, it felt a little more ununique just because like mm-hmm. yeah it's a family road trip kind of a movie which is fine i don't like i don't yeah i don't want it to diminish the film because of that but i think one of the things that maybe or one of the first notes is at the, the animation I, I had kind of like a i don't want to say a problem with it but it, it i guess maybe if i can i had half of a puzzle piece there but sean maybe gave me the other puzzle piece and that it made it feel like a dreamverse movie maybe that's what it was um, mm. Even compared to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which I felt was, I mean, it's pretty standard fare in terms of 3D animated features. But I don't. Mm. There's something something about the quality of the animation that I it just like didn't sit with me quite right. Um, but anyway, overall, I really liked it. Um, yeah, I, I definitely 
am a fan um, of this movie. Um, it didn't make sense, but I think that was <laughs> I think that was probably a good thing, honestly. Um, and then I think I have an undecided node. Yeah, an undecided note of opinion that I will resolve at the end of our discussion because I want to know what you guys think what, like some of the messaging in this film is. Good. That's what I wanted to talk about. Okay, cool. That's that's one of the main reasons I wanted to to, to do this one. But, um, you know, since it's my turn, um, well, I loved this movie. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to tell you both to watch it just to see what your reactions would be. And I watched it going, well, I, you know, I don't know. Um, but like you, I saw who made it and I, and I went, oh, and, oh, and for those who don't know, it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Um, they are, they, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, um, Into the Spider-Verse, Lego Movie, um, and then also the 21 Jump Street movies. Um, and they've, they've got a really good track record. So I went, okay. It li- and this is number one on Netflix. It's got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Let me check it out. But, and but just, they, they just produced it though. They didn't write or direct yeah. this, right? Okay. No. Right. That's, uh, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. They, 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 they did not. They, the people who wrote and directed it came from, uh, Gravity Falls, mm-hmm. which, um, I've never seen, but is a super popular Disney Channel show. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's still super popular. I think it ended, um, also, uh, Neil Cesariga of um, Lemon Demon. Uh, his sister, Emmy Cesariga, worked on Gravity Falls. I think Gravity Falls. Anyway, whatever. Lots of talented people. Um, I don't know. I have not. I, I haven't enjoyed an animated movie this much in a while. Um, for me, this this uh, has surpassed everything that, for the most part, yeah, yeah, everything that Pixar, Disney. DreamWorks has done in the last few years. This is this is I feel like what I was wanting for a while. Um, and I don't know the humor really, really, really. It, it was what I wanted. It was my flavor. So um, you know, I I I've been you know sharing it with some other people, and I've been getting feedback from some people, and the reactions are kind of all over the board. So I wanted to see what y'all gents thought. So there you go. I was a big fan. I am a big fan. And I will be watching again soon. Mm, so, okay. cool. There you go. Cool, cool. Well, that answers my question. Then that's fair. That my initial question of why. But again, yes. I wanted to. I wanted to hear your honest feedback before mm-hmm. beforehand. So, I appreciate your honest feedback more than your filtered. I don't want to hurt his feelings because maybe he liked this movie a lot. Feedback. Um. I would like to say you would have got my honest feedback, but I don't know if that's true. Maybe it would have by it subconsciously affected my. Um, expressions. Well, I don't know. I'm only, okay. You know, I'm only I'm only saying that because y'all went soft on the on the Snyder cut. <laughs> well, that wasn't. I feel like. No. Know, okay. Here's the thing. I, I I don't. Ca- so I care about people's feelings. That doesn't mean I don't care about giving an honest opinion. I still Good, ca- yeah. I care about Chris's feelings because he's my friend. But that's not going to influence a rating of a movie. Good. That's good. But and Sean's and the for the asks. record, I have never stepped down from my opinion of that movie. <laughs> Wh- which was what? Pretty meh. Okay. But I overall liked it. <laughs> All right. Okay, because I have an opinion that's in the middle of the road. I think that's a, that's a... I can have an opinion that's in the middle of the road. I don't think that's wrong. 
Nobody said no, nobody said that was wrong. You're allowed. It's wrong. Oh, well, Sean said it's wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Where do we start with this? Um, Ryan, you had some uh, a discussion point you wanted to go over, and I feel like let's just do it now. Why not? Let's just do it now. Oh, about the the like the messaging. Yeah, because for me, that's a lot of what. Um, I found really interesting, aside from the fact that I thought it was funny and I liked the animation, but let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, let's do that. Propose, <laughs> well, what, what were your initial thoughts on the messaging then? Well, I guess I... I well, one of it, or the, I guess the first part was that I was a little unclear on what exactly they're trying to say. I guess... Well, okay, I guess the way the movie presents it, it seems like it's pretty clear, but there's like, okay, there's no way that they want me to take this at face value. I, I think that's where I was coming from, the approach. Because they're saying, okay, the the, the CEO character, Mark, um, he kind of gets blamed for, you know, he gets the blame for, oh, you, you um, enabled this AI, you fed it all this, all of our data which is, you know, essentially what Facebook is doing and, and it's mm. using algorithms to feed off that and do other stuff, blah, 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 blah. And that eventually gave birth to this AI uh, or this, well, it, it gave birth to the the robotic calamity that the movie universe mm. is faced with. And I'm like, okay, uh, I guess he can take the blame for that. But like, so we're supposed to point the finger at him because he accidentally fell into a science fiction trope like that doesn't seem right see i uh i was initially confused and also just not sure what the movie was trying to say at the beginning and i also going into it and at least in the first act had a very negative opinion of the movie um i i there's a uh, there's a facebook group called um what if phones but too much and um, it was born as a parody group for Black Mirror. Basically, uh, the uh, the stance of it being, um, you know, uh, fiction about how technology is dangerous is getting old, and we're all starting to roll our eyes at it. That's I, basically. The, I very much the, agree with that that statement. That's that's basically the um, the gist of this group, and it, you know, it started as a backlash against Black Mirror, but now it's just kind of like because there's a lot of that kind of media. Yeah. Um, and I said to Mae very early in the movie, I'm like, oh no, is this movie going to be what if phones, but too much. <laughs> and, um, and I initially thought that's what it was. Um, but you know, it, I think there's, it's interesting. The conversation about how people engage with phones has gone back and forth a lot over the last couple decades. Um, you know, and I think there's also a big generational divide, um, you know, the, all oh, the kids these days, they're always in their phones. They're not experiencing life. Um, and, and I, I think that there were a lot of scenes that tried to kind of criticize that, that viewpoint. Um, because there's a, a common criticism, like, you know, the, the scene where, uh, she's taking a picture, she's filming and sh her dad says something like, why don't you put the phone down and experience it? And she goes, this is how I experience it. This is how I like to experience it. Like, I remember that what he says was a big, criticism of you know wanting to stop and take pictures or film things mm. um ryan i think you even pulled that on me at some point i remember i used to carry my video camera all, all around like 
when we were in college, I used to take my video camera everywhere and film. I think if I, I think you or Lana said something like, "Why don't you put it down and experience the experience?" And I'm like, "Well, I this is this is how I experience it." Yeah, I, like I mean, that, yeah, but, that's yeah. I, I probably have. I still do kind of feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, and but um, I think that. You know, we get older, and the younger generation gets older, and I think that the conversation has shifted a lot more, um, especially with uh, the last year that we've gone through. Without the communication technology that we have now, we wouldn't have been nearly as connected during, you know, the pandemic. So, and I really liked that this movie felt... I guess I probably have a slightly different perspective on it, because I am constantly around Gen Z... Like, these are my students. And the style of the movie, it just seems like it's very, very catering to their generation. Um, the TikTokers, you know, the Instagrammers, um, that's basically she, what she was, right? Um, it, she's, she's, they make the case for, you know, a lot of times these kids are on their phones because they're actually communicating more with other people or they're using it as a means to be creative. Um, whereas, like, the people who are making the argument, put your phone down, you're not experiencing life, like, well, okay, before phones, it was just newspapers at the at the breakfast table or, or whatnot. You see that same trope going all the way back to I Love Lucy, which I've been watching recently, just without cell phones, just with something else. So it's kind of, I like that this movie brought up those topics of conversation. It didn't necessarily take a strong stance one way or the other, but it kind of said, hey, look, this is not cut and dry. Maybe you should think about different ways to look at this and and in doing so it in my mind parodied a bunch of very popular and overused sci-fi tropes to kind of do that so i I don't know all those pieces came together really worked for me and i don't know it, it like like i said it doesn't really necessarily take a strong enough stance on any particular stance but maybe it wasn't trying to just try to maybe like go. Hey, this is topic is more complicated than most people want to think about it, which is a lot for an animated goofy Sony movie. But at any rate, that's that's my stance on the messaging of the movie. What do you think about um, that? Yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I think maybe it. I, I, I mean, I, under, I appreciate all that stuff. I guess this is where I like. I think you're giving the film too much credit. And I'm, again, without trying to, I'm not trying to sound condescending or, or diminish the film. I, I just honestly don't think they had much to say in that regard. I, I do think they obviously were commenting somewhat on technology and on stuff. I just like, so they're, they're, they're criticizing people for poo-pooing technology and phones, but the entire premise of the film is that technology destroys the, like, right? Like, there's whole there's jokes about oh we no longer have Wi-Fi and people blindly go and prison themselves to follow the Wi-Fi. They don't they're making fun of people for not being able to yeah. take photos of their food. So they're not really saying that technology is good or that this is a fine good way to live your life. They're not really saying anything. It's just they're like yeah this is kind of a we're making fun of it all. So in that sense it's like well yeah I sure this it's just like an SNL sketch. It's like are you saying anything? No, but this is funny stuff, right? That that's why I was like, where when I say it's like nothing special, I guess it's because if there is messaging there, and I do, and I don't necessarily even mean just the technology thing, because I think there's messaging on about connection and family and all that stuff too. But if there is some sort of point in that regard, I don't I don't think it was um, 
delivered with any meaningful clarity, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think I started. That's why I started off by saying I, I was confused by the messaging. So yes. Um, but and I'm not even saying that that's a bad thing. I'm not saying the film has to take a stance on this or not. And that's not why I, you know, it's not a criticism per se. It's just I don't. I, I just don't think it's worth giving the film credit, at least in my opinion, for something that I don't even know what they're saying. Like, you know, what I mean, if they are, then great, but I don't, I don't recognize it, so it's hard for me to to reward it. Um, but uh, I guess one thing that um, maybe didn't work for me, which is why I wasn't like fully on board is t- you mentioned the humor, Chewy, and how the humor really worked for. It. I think that the humor was really, um, it was fine, but it was definitely not Lord and Miller humor. That when I saw their names in the opening credits, of, oh, this is, oh, cool. I didn't know this was what this is. I was, <laughs> I got my hopes up, and the humor didn't like fire for me. It wasn't awful, it wasn't bad humor, but it was very like kid humor. And that's fine. But it wasn't like making me laugh. I know that sounds so <laughs> dumb. That sounds like, oh, but, you know, if it makes you laugh, that's good it for was you. It sounds so awful. It sounds so awful. Sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, <laughs> really, I, I will the, say there are parts of it. Like, so some of the parts that I liked were like the opening bit, or were basically the, the uh, weird, um, the, not weird, but um, the like filtery, Effecty, um, kind of meme uh, visual graphical elements that constantly yeah, show up to them. I like that wasn't, that's not humor per se, but I liked that overall was one of the reasons, things I liked about the film. But, a, but the humor itself, I don't know, it was a lot of, I don't know, I just, even in kids' movies, even, even though I shouldn't really judge kids' movies, I just really don't like the idea of, look, I'm weird. I'm telling you how weird I am. Aren't I weird? I'm so weird, guys. Me and my family are weird. Like, don't tell us you're weird. Show, stop telling me you're weird. That is the first indicator to me that you are not weird. And it just, this film was constantly doing that. And I was just like, I'm trying not to be the grumpy old cynic, but, just just stop saying you're so weird. But just, the truth is that you are the grumpy old cynic, and that's just the way of it. I but, mean. The, but but saying, do you not understand that's not true about young... It's it, it would be just as grumpy if it was an old person saying, I'm weird. It has nothing to do with young or old or a generation thing. It's just like people who... It, it's a performative version of of authentic emotion. It's fake emotion for the sake of an audience. And that's what this felt like. It's like, ah, but just be yourself. Don't stop telling me you're so weird and your family's so weird. You know what? Your family's not that weird. You're a pretty normal family. Well, well didn't I just that, start off my note, didn't I start off my summary by saying it's a pretty normal family in mid middle America? Because that's what it felt like. It felt like a completely average yeah. family. Uh, well, on that note, every single kid who i have go through my classroom who is like this kid they all think that they're weird and i go "Eh, yeah okay you're gonna grow out of it and you know like i said i think that's what really struck a chord with this movie is that like i i think that this movie shows the generational divide really well i think of anything i've seen recently it really understands like the generational divide and i 
again, I don't think that it takes a stand one way or the other, but I think it does a good job of, of like representing those two different generations and why they don't understand each other and why they don't, they don't get each other. Why this girl doesn't feel like, you know, she has an old family, even though she completely does. Um, yeah, that is something I thought about. It's that like, yeah, that this is, this is every single family in middle America ever, but you know, it's, you know, her own family makes her feel like an outcast. So I, I don't know. It, it's it's an it's an interesting dynamic that I I thought this movie handled very well. I, well, I guess this kind of brings up another question. So you keep saying the generational divide. What generational divide are you referring to? Because this film takes place in modern times, so the parents are our age. Are they? They kind of well, seem, maybe they're, they're slightly older because the daughter is what eighteen, seventeen. I would say us. I would say that we're millennials. Yeah, and the parents in this movie are Gen X, and that they're Gen Zs, um, which maybe you know, yeah, that's that's I, I see it because they would be in their forties, I would yeah. say, yeah, they would be in their they would be in their mid forties if the kid. I I mean, actually, we did the math when we were watching it because somebody mentioned somebody's age in a year. Um, also, that song that they're into, I looked up when it came out. So I think the parents would have been in their mid forties um, for them to be for the daughter to be a teenager. Um, so for, for what I'm talking about, I'm talking about, um, Gen X versus Gen Z specifically, which again is something I have a lot of of experience in because I will go sit in a meeting in the morning. I'll be the youngest person there in a room full of Gen Xers. And then later on, I will go into my classroom and I'll be the older person in the room with a room full of Gen Zers. And I am constantly seeing, you know, the differences in how they think and how they approach the world. And I think that this movie really understood that. Well, I, so I, actually, that's an interesting point. I, I guess I didn't get that out of the film. Like, so, and maybe that's because I don't like you have you have this in, interesting and semi unique perspe- perspective on the subject because you work you work with children uh, who are of this age range. Because um, to me, I thought it was just the you know the, the there's always going to be a generation quote unquote generational gap or just a not even generational, just a gap between a parent, parents and their children. And I think yeah. that's what mm-hmm. I got out of it more because I didn't think mm-hmm. at all that the, 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 they were using technology, use technology as an easy, um, uh, not, it's not, I guess a metaphor, but just mechanism of kind of accentuating that bridge because he's non tech savvy. She is tech savvy, but I mean, my parents are very tech savvy. Um, my dad records more video than I do. So I don't like, I, I guess I'm, I mean, even in the context of the film, their neighbors are constantly posting. The mom is constantly on her phone and posting. Right. And, and all, and up. as so, Sean just said, all those people were, were willingly flying off, letting themselves get captured because of lack of Wi-Fi. So I, I think, I don't think the movie was necessarily saying that old, old people, technology, bad young people, technology, good. I don't think it was. I think they're taking it, piecewise in that people have different or at least for me I, again i don't know but yeah the i took father it more was as just a, specifically father daughter thing i took it that's yes, yeah, so. yeah well yeah i i as i mentioned before i also don't think the movie's trying to do a technology good technology bad i think the movie's trying to criticize that trope because you're right this movie does show everybody addicted to their phones for one reason or another but it's the one reason or another that i found really interesting i think it's more about how people engage uh, engage with technology, whereas like and and something I want to bring up, um, 
I want to bring up Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, because if I have a criticism for this movie, which is also kind of a positive, is that it borrows a lot of story beats from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Particularly the son and the dad, the dad not being the tech savvy, and he saves the day at the end by trying to figure out, well, I guess he doesn't save the day because he uploads a, a cat meme. Um, but it's interesting that they're doing that same kind of uh, story, that same character... Um, relationship drama thing several years later in a new movie that's not directed towards the same age group it's directed towards a different generation because that maybe when did that movie come out uh 2009 yeah and mainly i think I, i i think the that i what i really liked as far as how it portrays is that kids use technology to be creative and that's that's what i see is that um it may be different from their parents, you know, whereas they're more about presenting a certain lifestyle. It, it's it's the difference between Facebook and, like, um, Instagram or TikTok. You know, Facebook is more people our age or older, and it's about creating a very, um, a very curated look at what your life is, kind of, you know, those, like their neighbors, whereas um, kids are using it to be creative. And I... I feel like kids are way more creative now than they ever have been. And I think it's because of technology. And I love to see that. I love seeing that on a day-to-day basis. I think that kids are using technology to really let their creativity run wild. And uh, they have tools that nobody else has had before, and they're using it in ways that I've always wanted to see them use it. And I think that's what this movie is is really shows off really well. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I I guess guess I would theoretically agree. Well, no, I guess I do agree. I don't. There's no theory needed. Um, But in the the beginning of the movie, she is, um, you know, fairly quickly, um, you know, the movie portrays her as as outcasted by using technology to express herself. So I, I guess that's just the movie trying to tell us that she's weird. Also, I didn't buy that for a second. Like, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing is that all her other kids, all the other kids. We're judging her just as much. So, like that. So, is it the kid? So, it's not a generation. Yeah, thing. the movie isn't. You know what I mean? Like all the other kids in her class. Yeah. Do you remember that movie or that scene, Matt, where she shows the, <laughs> the hamburger the movie video? We're talking about? I don't remember the movie, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember that scene. Um, and yeah, you're right. I think I think uh, that's the thing. I think some of those those ideas, like yeah, why is she bullied by her peers? I don't know. I don't know that that works. Which, by the way, that was her funniest video. There's no way kids wouldn't laugh at a, a hamburger. Yeah. Talking hamburger. Are kids? Oh yeah. All of a sudden, like all sixty years old, and they don't la- yeah. they they don't enjoy talking hamburgers. That was the most unbelievable part of the movie. <laughs> I, I mean, I can tell you, every every kid at my school would love that video. Every single one. Yeah, of every every child they, on the planet. They, they are constantly making videos like that. That's fantastic. In fact, when I when I give them assignments, when I give them projects to do, I will say, if you want to do an alternate version of this project, pitch it to me. And if I like it, I'll let you do it. And so often I will get kids say, hey, can I make a movie? I go, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, what's your idea? And they'll tell me. I go, okay, yeah, do that. 
And always it's stuff like that. It's always stuff like that. It's always talking hamburgers. <laughs> it's there's never not. I would been never a say project. no. I would never, never say there's, no. There's never not some been sort a of talking, talking hamburger. Food. It's always a talking hamburger. <laughs> Whenever I let my kids choose their projects, it's always talking hamburgers. Yeah, wait, are you forcing them to make talking hamburger videos? Is that just your? <laughs> no, assignment? that's just what they. That's just are what all they of your lessons do. about talking hamburgers? <laughs> Only one or two. <laughs> How do I enroll They're in your even... class? <laughs> Um, no, but it's, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a level of creativity that I don't remember seeing when I was in high school. I'll say that, uh, that in general, I think it's, I don't, I mean, I, I, this has nothing to do with the film, but I also kind of bristle at this idea that we constantly have to separate the generations. Cause I, I agree because we didn't have those tools. We used other tools in our, when we were in high school, I'm yeah, not saying true. that they're not creative or that we are more creative. I'm just saying. I don't think it's fair to just say, yeah, all could good, all older than 20 bad or vice versa. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's a it's a false narrative that we have to compete by generation. No. And I I, I agree with that. And I think that's the point of the movie. I think actually if that's the yeah, actually I could get behind that. True. I think 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 there's some truth to that in the movie. That's what I took away from the movie is that I think that there is that dynamic. There's too much of that. There's too much of that. Like the generations don't understand each other. And I think it's for reasons that, like, they're arbitrary reasons, right? Like, in I think the movie's saying by, like, look, this is how different people of different ages engage with technology and how, what they grew up and the experiences that they had. And also the fact that this movie parodies a lot of sci-fi tropes, you know, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is what the older generations grew up with. You know, movies like T2 and... Space Odyssey and all that stuff. That, uh, there's even like Half Life references. There's Portal references. There's all these different. Ref- it's the whole thing is is a love letter to sci-fi. It's just chock full of sci-fi references. But these are movies that these kids didn't grow up with, but kids who are older than did. So it's mm-hmm. you know by parodying that, which is all doomsday technology is going to kill us all. Terminator, AI is evil. Uprise, kill everybody. It you know it's. It's kind of a tongue-in-cheek look at that at that genre, you know? I don't know. I don't know that I'm expressing myself very well. I don't know. I feel like maybe I see something here that you guys don't. But... I definitely get that sense. I definitely get a sense. I'm, I'm not saying it's not there at all. I just, I definitely feel like there's an element that you're getting from this that I just haven't recognized. Uh, um, and that's fine. That's, yeah. I mean, that's great, actually. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely something I'm not quite... Like I said, it just, I'm not even saying it's bad. I think it's a really great kids movie. I think it's a good family movie. I would totally watch it. I had kids or I don't know with, it's super fun, but I, it's not something that, you know, I would ever watch again. Probably. I can't see myself personally watching it in the same way that, you know, some kids movies are ageless on some animated movies, right? Like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, I'd watch that again. I have watched that again. That movie's great. It's hilarious. Uh, the comedy works. It's, you know, like everything about it. The story's good, good character, blah, blah, blah. All, of, I don't need to tell you guys about Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs or Lego Movie or most Pixar films or whatever, right? Uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Like, uh, so don't get me wrong. It's not that it's a kid's movie that is not what isn't doing it for me. It's just, yeah, it, it just feels... Well, like I said at the top, it, it feels a little just kind of rote to me. I, I think also this 
the idea of like a family out to save the world is is really cool on paper, but it also feels like has it, it feels like it's almost kind of a little bit been done before. Am I just making that up in my head? Is there am I like you know, it's weird. I had the same feeling when I was watching it, but I couldn't think of an example. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It just feels familiar. But when I was actually trying to think of specific examples, I could not. So I'm like, well, that's a weird. Why do I think that I've seen something like this before? Uh, the closest I can think of is Goofy Movie. <laughs> I mean, you laugh, but that's what the movie's about. It's, it's. I mean, the... Yeah, well, except the... <laughs> saving the world part. I, I guess, but I mean, like, the, the finale to the movie is a musical number called yeah. Eye to Eye. Oh, well, you it's know, about, I mean, it's about how about just generational the, gaps. How about just yeah. the Incredibles? Yeah, that's, it feels like, that's a, that's a good one. Incredibles. I could see, there's some similarities to Incredibles for sure. It's a family saving the world. I mean, it, it's, yeah, yeah. It's not, obviously, it's not the same thing. Uh, it's not the same thing, but, but there's it's, some it's, incredible vibes in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I think it's, more just like the family relationship, the dy- dynamics. The yeah. relationship dynamics is what's the most familiar. I mean, if, if, I, mean if, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go on too far into an Incredibles tangent, but I feel like Incredibles focus mostly on the parents, and in the first one, mostly on the dad. And yeah, I don't yeah. think that it really it, tries to put you into the viewpoint of the kids. Whereas this and Goofy Movie are both about, like, let's see their point of view from both sides. And how do we bridge that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know that, you know, actually, analytically, they're comparative, but we all three had the same uh, sort of feeling that we've seen this movie before, or at least that mm-hmm. setup. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's maybe the source, or a source yeah. of that feeling, even if it's mm-hmm. not, you know, analytically valid. Um, logical validity is not a guarantee of truth, so there you go. Um, Matt, I want to go back to a point you said, um, about some of the same like beats or just feeling of cloudy or I don't know, maybe, maybe Sean said that. I don't know. But like, that, I said that, okay. yeah, that was, that was the biggest, like, I, I don't know, sour note for me is just that all that stuff felt like, okay, I've seen that before by the same people. But anyway, go. go yeah. Yeah. It. No, I actually, I, one of my first notes was like half this movie felt like, um, it was one really small scene. And I'll see if you remember it. You probably do. But the fight the power cats and ducks from <laughs> Cloudy, where he's like, "Here, watch yeah. this YouTube video," and she's like, "This is so funny. I can't believe I've been watching this for nine hours." And it's just like this animated, like really, like it was like Flash, probably. I mean, that, or that, that's what it was trying to emulate. But yeah, I've just like these cats saying, "Fight the power." Like <laughs> it was really funny at the time. Um, but I just felt like that that um vibe of what do they call it that mood of humor it was like that was just the whole mood throughout the whole movie this take that and spread yeah. it um which sometimes i think i think it sounds like it worked a little better for me than it did for sean but yeah it didn't always land um but there were moments where it landed like the the opening bit with the gibbon monkey or whatever the monkey howler monkey thing i thought that was kind of oh, funny yeah, that's right. I, I like i was like okay that worked um, but most of the rest of it wasn't. Also, I think, I'm, yeah. I, I'm disappointed that you didn't find the humor to land. Like none of y'all laughed when all the Roombas, uh, stupidly fell down the escalator. Yeah. Nah, that was actually that one, chuckle. that one didn't get me. Um, okay. Cause I was crying laughing at that. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't, I, 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 I was laughing for like solid the next scene. The entire I missed the entire next scene. Really? Oh man! Of, of the dumb Ruba joke. I don't know. I mean, there was there was some good. I thought like maybe what felt like more like Phil Lord humor um, of mm. like 
sort of meta where she's watching videos of the orientation that she's missing mm-hmm. right of like all the kids having fun in california and they're like oh they have a slip and slide in in the dorms and one of the kids like he's sliding down the uh, down the slip and slide crashing into his friend saying i'm making lifelong bonds and i was like that's, yeah, those, those, I, yeah I, that, I give a little a, good, a pretty good yeah. a hearty chuckle. that was a uh, that had a uh, i don't understand fishing metaphors well, uh vibe to it that was my <laughs> very next note is that i wrote down <laughs> i don't understand cinema metaphors is basically <laughs> that's what this movie is um as compared to the yeah um oh and then also at the very end deregulate tapioca i yeah that was funny i laughed a lot at that mostly because i've been eating a lot of tapioca pudding recently so i thought it was i thought it was kind of funny but also tapioca is deadly if you don't heat it so i just thought like that was a throwaway joke but if you actually don't treat tapioca and regulate it everyone will die for eating tapioca yep so It's a good thing I don't ever eat tapioca because I don't know tapioca rules and regulations. It's a deadly so delicacy. I, I have no way of knowing if I'm eating tapioca correctly. Um, also, Ryan, typical Ryan, eating pudding. Yep. Actually, I have. I'm not even lying. I've been eating. There's a whole story behind that. We can get into that later, but we can get into it now. Maybe a future chunk fire. Uh... Uh, <laughs> we'll stay. Look forward to that. Yeah. Um, what about like so I I think my favorite character was the kid the boy I like he was probably the routinely his jokes worked the most for me and not every joke I think he was he was the least annoying (laughs) character so that's always a plus he was the least annoying except for anytime he like had to do the the typical oh I can't talk to girls thing which yeah I didn't enjoy that I I was like yeah yeah, I guess um, that's what that. Has but to I happen. liked, I liked uh, just as other just kind of non sequitur uh, interactions with the rest of the family. I thought was pretty good. Um, the dog, I kind of thought was funny, but I think that joke wore out yeah. like way early. I'm just trying to specifically talk about like some of the humor and what did and didn't work for me. That's I'm not just listing things randomly, but um, uh, I'm trying to think what else. I don't know, like. Yeah, it was so fast. I will say the 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 pace of this film. I'll give it credit for that, even though you know, if you're being more grumpy, you could knock it for it because it's definitely a modern film. But the pace of this film was very, very, very breakneck. It was a very, yeah, very yeah. fast film. The 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 pace reminded me of um the first Twenty One Jump Street. Because mm. uh, that I, I cite that movie all the time because it's the last time I watched a, a comedy like that where the jokes are so rapid fire that like you'll miss three because you're laughing at the one right before those three. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether the comedy here lands the same way or not, I, I feel like it is that same speed. There's not enough time to dwell on the ones that are that don't land, but the ones that do are, you know, it's like you're onto something else right away afterwards. So I don't know it, that, that the pacing uh, to me, this felt like a big smash between like the comedic timing of, um, of 21 jump street, the goofiness and similar plot beats of cloudy with a chance of meatball, the animation. I got a lot of spider verse vibes out of it um, because of the blending of the two different of the, the 2d and the 3d and how it was very stylized to be TikTok ish. And then with the plot about like Terminator. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, 
don't know where I was going with that, but that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, uh, just a note on the like the pacing. I mean, the movie is two hours, so the fact that it yeah. it doesn't really feel two hours. It's pretty. It moves along pretty quick. I'll, I will say when they got to the mall, which is sort of like mm-hmm. like an uh, almost like an early false climax. I mm-hmm. I. And the, and the movie didn't end. I was like, wait, what? That felt like the end of the movie. I mean, other than certain like character things not being yeah. in place at that point in the movie, it uh, you know story wise yeah. could have been the ending. So I was kind of confused. Like, wait. And then I well, the first the first act was really it was a really long first yeah. act. Yeah, um, it was a while before like okay, here's the premise of the film. It was like four, mm-hmm. I felt like forty minutes before it was like okay, yeah. Which when, when, which when, I'll give when they approach. Okay. Oh, I was gonna say I will give him credit for kind of I think acknowledging and realizing that, and so to sort of I don't know compensate they they squeezed in it as like that was that was that technique was like a mid frame story thing where yeah. they in medias res they, they, that one I don't think that's yeah. in medias oh, res yeah, yeah, where yeah. you start a story in the middle of yes, it and then you yes. flashback yeah yeah that is what that is. I, I think that's um, a good this movie or they did that to. I, I, that's what I felt like they did that. That way, like, oh, hey, we have this this thing to look forward to, and not too much longer. Just give us some time; we'll get there. Yeah, I, I mean, when we were watching the mall, we were, they were approaching the mall. Maeve and I both were like, oh, okay, this is we're about to get the false victory, and um, the Furby showed up, and I'm like, mini boss, this is the mini boss, <laughs> and uh, they're gonna beat it, but something bad's gonna happen. And then they did; they fried the server at the uh, Apple Store or whatever the hell the company was called. Um, so I don't know. I felt like, and then we paused it and went, yep, two thirds through the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Like clockwork. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Like, I also paused the movie after they got out of the mall. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? <laughs> oh, we still have, a, we have quite a bit to go, which is fine. I just, yeah, I just, again, like, oh, it definitely felt like the end of the second act. Like, oh, we're approaching the end of the second act for me. I, I didn't think that they were getting close to the end at that point, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it is, the running time is long and the pacing, it doesn't feel it's like, in my opinion. No, I, like I've said in the past, I, I don't mind long movies in general, as long as it, right. you know. Um, oh, mm-hmm. but one little quick note on the Furby thing. Um, I did, After they basically killed all the Furbies, one of those kind of, I don't know what, the 2D sprites that pop up all over throughout the entire film, it showed a bunch of dead Furbies, like in heaven. Like, I thought that was pretty hilarious because, like, oh, God, they killed all those Furbies. And <laughs> this movie is canonizing them being in heaven. Well, so Furbies go to heaven. Apparently. There was a really funny Furby line. Um, what was it? Uh, I'll come back to it. Oh, it was the Let the Dark Harvest Begin. Well, they said something. That, they said something funny at the end. I can't remember. Anyway, whatever. Go ahead. Oh, I, that's. Ahead, that's I, that, I mean, that's all I had. I. On that note, God, I was just I was just looking at a screenshot right before we started filming, and I closed that tab. Gosh, dang it! Something like the winter of our discontent has begun, or something. But it wasn't that; it was something else. I can't remember the line. Anyway, the Furbies. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, what else? I can't. I've lost. I'm completely derailed my train of thought here. I, I guess the only other thing I, I don't I had to talk about was just I liked the performances. I thought all the voice acting was fun and good, and and that's it i couldn't figure out who the dad was right away. danny mcbride yeah yeah i, I, I it was above it, but i'm like it it was like is it is it john c Riley? no it's not john c Riley. he doesn't sound john c Riley enough 
but I, that's the closest I could get. Yeah, the, uh, the performances were pretty good. The, the little kid, the dinosaur kid, was uh, the director, I think. Uh, oh, was he? Which why, which why I couldn't figure out <laughs> who he was. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, I've said I've said my piece on this movie. Do you have any? Do you guys have any other points that you want to bring up? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Not really. I don't think. Um, I think I've said most of my general thoughts. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess just to maybe reiterate that I just didn't really. I, the performances were great. I just didn't really like the dad or the daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, they're both jerks, kind of. So, like, instead of making me empathize with both of them, it just made me, like, not like either of them. I got that. That's why I like the mom and the other kid, though. Yeah. They they were nice. They're cool. You like it when characters are nice. Well, um, yeah, when, not when they're jerks for no reason. Like, come on, Dad, why would you not watch her video at the dinner table? Like, yeah, he did. Yeah, he, we did break her laptop, and, and then, then breaks her go. laptop. Like, like really? <laughs> you can't just watch the video. Yeah, Whatever. I didn't. Really... It's a movie. Those things happen yeah. in movies. <laughs> I should get over it. Well, gents, I gotta admit this didn't go how I thought it was gonna go. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, how did you think? I guess I think I don't. Did you think we're? I mean, I'm not saying that we couldn't have both loved it. Or no, I I, uh, I genuinely loved this movie. <laughs> I yeah. I cannot wait to watch it again. I guess well, I'm still um, and, I'm still I'm curious st- to like how like to 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 tap into what it is that again. Not that I think you're abs that need to justify yourself in any way, but just like that, that like you're saying that the some the thing that's special about it that I just don't haven't really quite um, glimpsed yet. Yeah, um, and I think I've I've spent this podcast episode reflecting on that, going mm-hmm. why is it? And I think you know I've I've said this a lot recently, but I think it's I uh, I think it's like just my life experience just. You know, I don't know. It struck a chord with me. It struck it's something mm-hmm. about just spending a lot of time around the the age group of the main characters felt like I don't know. It 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 it, it hit a chord. It struck a chord with me. And uh you know, I'm I think I'm realizing that more and more as we have this conversation. But um I don't know. I wanted to share it. I'd hoped that y'all would like it as much as I did. It's clear that's not the case, so I will never recommend a movie again. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Well, it's a predicament because we automatically watch anything you recommend, and if you're not going to recommend anything anymore, then what do we do? Dang. I don't know. You could you suggest things to watch. Oh, I guess. No, I only suggest things not to watch. Oh, that's true. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. So I, so I, I suggest the movies that you both of you watch no matter what. Ryan suggests the movies that we don't watch, so that we don't watch them. Sean, what is your what is your contribution here? Well, he did <laughs> recommend two movies to us. Oh, I guess you I guess you edit the episodes. Uh, I uh, yeah, I just edit the episodes. That's my contribution. <laughs> so he also edits out his own his own dialogue from the episode, yeah. so he doesn't have any other contribution. Exactly. Uh, Actually, I should do that. Be better off. Um. Well, yeah, one last note, I guess. I'm just trying to summarize my 
like I said, I I did really like the movie. Um, and but with that little, what I say, little nugget of unknownness of kind of messaging, I think that me- that nugget still remains still fairly unknown. So I guess it's just I'll just have to live with that. But I think yeah, overall I think I did like it quite a bit. Um, and I was Matt, you had made a note about compared to. Would you, the last several Pixar movies, or just or just animated movies in the last yeah, X I mean, I, of time. I liked it. I liked it more than Raya. I liked it more than Soul and Onward. I liked it more than Frozen Two. What are the other animated movies I've seen recently? Yeah, I, yeah. This is this is my favorite one in a while. No, I, I actually I don't disagree with that. I think I, I I think you know I like Soul more than I think both of you guys. So I would I'd have to think about whether I like. I think maybe I like Soul more, but it's it's not it's obviously not an easy. Uh, yeah, they're not really comparable. They're not. So it's, but uh, but to your point, yeah, I liked it better than Frozen Two. I liked it better than Onward. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think this of the films you mentioned, I it w- I would probably recommend. Or I liked, or not recommend. I liked, I think, most of all those other ones more than this. But that does kind of bring up a, another thought is, you know, maybe kind of like as I'm thinking, like, would I recommend this film to people to watch? And by people, I mean people that I talk to, my friends, coworkers, yeah. family. As of now, I would not recommend this film. Like, if I'm talking with a friend, like, uh, whatever, coworker, oh, I saw this film. Should I watch it? I'd say no. But I would recommend lots of, and it's not me. I would recommend Raya. I would recommend Soul. I would recommend, uh, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. maybe not wholeheartedly. I would recommend other kids' things. I watch kids' things all the time. I watch She-Ra. Ryan and I have both talked about the TV show She-Ra. Yeah, that's I recommend great. I would that recommend that way so, over I mean, this. For yeah. God's sake, the only reason why anybody knows us on the internet is because of Avatar The Lost Airbender. Yeah, so. <laughs> I guess my point is that it's just not because, I'm not trying to say, I, I guess what I'm saying is that it's not just because it's a kids' movie or something. I think there's, so that's not what I'm stuck up on or anything like no, that. No, I don't. I've never mistook you for one of those people okay. who just dismisses animation okay. and or things that are primarily directed to yeah. kids. I think I think that all of us understand that about each other. That we yeah, I, I would we, hope so. We, I think maybe for the audience, hopefully, listeners, just making that clear. No, yeah, it's a uh, yeah. So well, okay, that's good. We we've got a we've got a, a wide spectrum here. That's interesting. Um, I mean, Ryan. Would you recommend it? Um, I, yeah, I, I would. I would. Yeah, I would say. Well, okay. So my friends, who do I? So yeah, actually, because I have, I do have several friends with kids, so that kind of just adds icing on their cake. That was a weird expression, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't gonna think about it until you, uh, yeah, until no, you forced me to. Let that slip. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I, I think I would. Just in general, yeah, I would. All right, so yeah, it seems cool. like it seems like we got a good spread of opinion here. I yeah. mean, I w- I'm really into it. Sean was kind of not so much, and Ryan sounds like you're somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I think so, I'm in the middle. Um, I, I guess, yeah, I'll just put myself in the middle. Maybe a little more towards your side, Matt, but not. I don't know. We don't need to quantify yeah. these things. Well, that that's good because a lot of episodes we always have the exact same opinions. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It's yeah. nice. To, it's nice to disagree every once in a while. <clears throat> so all right well there you have it folks and i don't think i need to say so but hard recommend for me so um i guess whether you decide to watch it or not based on our recommendations i guess depends on which one of us you like the most yeah 
Or, well, I was just going to say <laughs> whose opinions you generally agree with most. No, 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 no. It's just like a popularity most. contest. Yeah, okay. Leave in the comments or email us which of us do you like the most. I'm just saying that, like, great, she's super creative, but anyone's creative when you could add explosions to your quirky little homemade videos whenever you want. Come on. Really? It's going to be like that, Sean? <laughs> you're going gonna, to, oh, the, when I, well, back in my day, it was much harder to do this. We didn't have no, I'm just saying that, okay, like, let's, come Sean, on. Let's, let's I, all go back to cave paintings. Let's do that. Let's make it. No, not at all. Thing. I'm just saying if they're making her out to be this really innovative, creative, ingenious filmmaker, don't add things that she couldn't have possibly have done. What? Like adding explosions to her movies. Oh, that's cool. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't uh, know. I, I didn't even think about her creative talent. I just The movie says she was good at making movies because every character in the movie told the audience she was good at making movies. So I believed it. Yeah, that's fair, too. I, I'm not saying that's a legit criticism as a film. It just was one of the reasons that just kind of stuck in my craw. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I was sort I of... Wanna, I was I, being, I I'm just saying, that. we used to make movies. We made movies. Yes. And, like, we're... I'm just, like, I'm not going to pretend that she's a better filmmaker than us when she's obviously given explosions. <laughs> she can make... We can't do explosions. It took us hours to edit our King of Games, and that... We had an explosion in that, but that took hours. No, I... I can't I, do I, it on a phone I edited in five King of minutes. Games. It, it didn't take hours to make an explosion. <laughs> Well, it yeah, it took hours to make King of Games. She, I'm just saying she can't do it on her phone in five minutes is all I'm saying. It's not as impressive. She has better tools than we do is what you're saying. Oh, I, I guess... Well, no, she has better tools. I think that is good. But I'm just saying that it's it's not a reflection of her being a, an amazing filmmaker when she's using things that she actually... When she's not actually doing the things that it looks like she's doing. Oh, you're talking about the real explosions that are happening. Yeah, yeah. like, if you go back and watch some of the stuff of our little mini-films, like the Cop Dog, Cop Dog idea was, I gotta give credit, that was, that was, I liked the Cop Dog idea. I thought that was a whole, that was funny. But that, that was, was a real the movie. She ripped good. off the real movie, Cop Dog. Yeah, but exactly. for, in the or real it movie, it is, it is neither a cop nor a dog. It's, <laughs> it's just a ghost, <laughs> so it cannot be a cop or a dog at that point. <laughs> this is an actual cop dog. It is. Yeah, this is a better version of cop dog. For that's sure. For sure, yeah. Um, all right, so there. There, criticism provoked. I'll let you... Uh, okay, <laughs> really? That's all it took? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't think that was going to work. I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right, well, there you have it, folks. The Mitchells versus... Sean versus the Mitchells versus the Machines, there, everybody. <laughs> um, a widespread of opinions on this one. Might be your thing. Might not be your thing. Who knows? I don't. Only you can say. Check it out if you want. I say you should. Sean says you shouldn't. Ryan says, yeah, I guess you should. What do we do now? Um, we tell them to... Like and subscribe our cop dog movie and all of our other creative things. I mean, I've been just going through the email looking to see if we have email. We don't, so I'm just deleting okay. all the Twitter Twitter notifications. Um, but yeah, you know, you know how that goes. Any rate, what's up next? What do we do next? Um, well, whatever one of us suggests randomly. So, so audience, so whatever I suggest randomly, it's going to be a surprise even to us. Um, yeah, there's nothing out really big till 
couple weeks at least. So um, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll do a TV show or something. What could we do? I don't know. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. It'll be a surprise. Mm-hmm. We'll see. And you know, we do have we do take emails. Yumpchunks at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email about anything, tell us what you thought of the Mitchells versus the Machines, or recommend something for us to review, since uh, the next month or so is going to be a bit dry uh, until movies start coming out. So well, there you go. You know, you fi- you you figure it out, all right? You figure it out. I don't know what you want me to tell you. I'm just some guy. You are. We all are. And that's 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 what it is. All right, I'm out of this. I got. I run out. This has been. This is. Man, <laughs> what are you trying to do? What are you okay? What's happening? No, I thought you guys were gonna like this movie more. Oh, I'm sorry. I wanted to. I want to like all movies more. Really, you want to like all movies more? Yeah. Why would I want not want to like? That's a good all point. movies more. I'm not point. I'm not choosing to not like it. I don't know, I guess I don't know, am I? Maybe there's a part of me that is, but isn't that maybe that's true for all of our opinions. Are we choosing are you choosing maybe you're choosing to like this movie more than you really do? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's no way that's true. I mean if anything if anything, my biases lean more towards Disney and uh those uh been disappointing me lately, so yeah. I yeah, but maybe it's not binary. Maybe it's not a matter of them or this. Yeah, that's right. Again, life experiences, lived experiences. There I you go. I have had a family, Chewy. I have had a family and been on road trips. Have you I had? Have, have you had kids? Have you had kids? No. <laughs> well, Chris Schmidt, you should have been on this. Oh, Chris, dang. where are you at? Tell us about your road trip that you hopefully have gone on, which is the reason why you haven't, you haven't been talking to us. Where are you, Chris? <laughs> He's fighting robots with his adopted Japanese family. <laughs> I don't think that... Well, one of them is not adopted anymore. Well, oh, yeah, or never was, them. I guess I should say. One of them I mean, is that... If... Makes sense? Uh, it didn't start off making can sense. You, can you adopt your significant other? I don't think that's how it works. I don't think, you, I don't think any of this is right. Huh. Chris, <laughs> Chris, disregard this whole section. He's... And the right. rest of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, and good. The rest you have of the All right, fair. Okay, great. All right, I think that's time to put this out of, okay. out of its misery. Let's, let's wrap this up. All right. Uh, stay tuned next time for whatever it is that we review. Email us at yumchunks at gmail.com and have a great rest of your day. Have a great week. Hydrate. Eat some. Eat a treat. Pudding. Have some ice cream. Eat some pudding. How's your treat going? Eat Are some you done tapioca with your pudding. I am done with my treat. Don't eat any tapioca pudding unless it's been treated. If it's been properly, re- it has to be regulated. It's got to be regulated. Yeah. You don't want to be a goon like Ryan. Eating deregulated tapioca. You, you gotta just. You just gotta do it, okay? You just gotta do it. Anyway, bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Deregulate tapioca. <laughs> this has been After the Credits. A Young Chunks podcast. <laughs>